Chapter 9. Search for a Corpse It was Thursday, May 9th, 1889. The morning air, warm and sultry, proclaimed spring in the bloom of the trees that lined Garrison Avenue and the clumps of foliage along the Arkansas River. The brightness of the colors went unnoticed by the three prisoners whose handcuffs and leg irons testified to their dismal position. Jimmy Barnhill sighed as he pulled the team to a halt in front of the jail at Fort Smith. His hand went to the brake handle and his foot to the wooden pedal, which he set with a hard push, wrapping the reins around the handle. He watched Charlie disappear into the marshal's office. The newly painted white trim around the windows and roof of the old jail and courthouse contrasted nicely with the big red brick building. He had seen several paintings of this prominent landmark hanging in local businesses that depended on the presence of the court. Abe dismounted and stood alongside the wagon, shotgun tucked under his right arm. All right, fellas, stand up and move to the back of the wagon. Each prisoner came to the wagon tailgate, sat down, and waited as Jimmy removed the leg shackles. He threw the heavy irons into the wooden box attached just inside the wagon bed. Let's go, he said. He led the three men up the stairs to the main jail entrance, Abe bringing up the end. They were met by a new jailer. Hello, Mr. Conway. What happened to Jailer Pettigrew? Jimmy asked. He was moved to second chief deputy when Marshal Carroll left May 1st. Good for him. Pettigrew is a dependable hard worker. Conway, a middle-aged man with the girth of a sedentary life, led the procession to the main jail door. Jimmy handed him the temporary mitimus, the paperwork that allowed each prisoner to be held until a hearing determined whether they would be allowed bond. Here you go. We found these three with a little bit of luck and a lot of tracking. The winding stair mountains around Tallahena has so many whiskey runners and bootleggers, it couldn't possibly get worse, and the Frisco Railroad coming in last fall has made it even more of a hotbed. We're glad to get out of there with these three. Conway turned the key in the door. It creaked slightly as he opened it and poked the three prisoners through. That's what I'm hearing from every deputy that travels down there. It's more violent than the Creek Nation in some ways. He watched the turnkey escort the prisoners to the first available jail cell, which was at the back of the row. The jail was full. Well, see you next time, Jimmy said. He and Abe returned to the wagon just as Charlie stepped out. Taking the steps two at a time, he met them on the ground level. Looks like we have a tough assignment. Charlie's normal tone of voice was clipped and brisk. What's wrong now, Jimmy thought. When have we ever had an easy assignment? Abe asked. We're to look for an old man named Henry Wilson, who has been missing for almost two months. His family and neighbors have searched for him to no avail. Tyner Hughes is already in the area. We're to search every house along Wilson's planned route. When do we leave? Jimmy asked. As soon as you go over to the commissary building and get supplies, we'll use the pack mule and leave the wagon here. There went his chance to see Alice. They arrived at Lafleur Station late on the fourth day, 110 miles of fast riding to cover that distance. This little community had a few houses, livery, and general store. The yard in front of the store was filled with horses, carrying bedrolls and filled saddlebags, the search party waiting for them. The winding stair mountain, 
Part of the Wachita Mountains that extended almost to Little Rock, Arkansas, stood visible in the distance to the southeast. Charlie remembered his and Abe's trip through there from Tallahena a few years before with more than 20 prisoners. This was a rough area of the Choctaw Nation, just far enough from Fort Smith to be a hideout for the lawless, white or Indian, who took what he wanted. A young man with red hair and mustache and a face of granite came out of the store followed by six others. He was unarmed, but the men behind the redhead carried Winchesters or shotguns. Two were Choctaw. Charlie did not hesitate to take charge of the group. I'm United States Deputy Marshal Charlie Barnhill. This is my brother, Deputy Abe Barnhill, and my other brother there, Jimmy, is our guard. The young man stepped up and shook hands with them. Howdy. I'm George Wilson. My dad is the one who's missing. He pointed to the Choctaw.